Welcome to the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 1, verses 7 through 26. You will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. When he had said these things, as they were looking, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they were looking steadfastly into the sky as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white clothing, who also said, You men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who was received up from you into the sky, will come back in the same way as you saw him going into the sky. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, about a Sabbath day journey away. When they had come in, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, that is Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord continued steadfastly in prayer and supplication along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. In these days Peter stood up in the middle of the disciples and the number of names was about 120 and said, Brothers, it was necessary that this scripture should be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas who was a guide to those who took Jesus for he was counted with us and received his portion in this ministry. Now this man obtained a field with a reward for his wickedness, and falling headlong, his body burst open and all his intestines gushed out. It became known to everyone who lived in Jerusalem that in their language that field was called Echoldama, that is, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be made desolate. Let no one dwell therein, and let another take his office. Of the men, therefore, who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day that he was received up from us, of these one must become a witness with us of his resurrection. They put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who is also called Justice, and Matthias. They prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all men, show which one of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas fell away, that he might go to his own place. They drew lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was counted with the eleven apostles. All right, verse 8 of Acts chapter 1. This is Jesus telling his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now the word here for power can also be translated authority. Remember, the disciples were to stay in Jerusalem and wait for the Spirit. Once the Spirit comes upon them, they'll receive power to be witnesses for Jesus. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus said in John 15:5 that apart from him, we can do nothing. 
Jesus' plan required for them to wait on his spirit and rely upon God's power to be witnesses for him. He didn't want them walking in the strength of their own flesh, trusting in their own abilities. Apart from God's leading, uh, we can do nothing. And also here, they were to be witnesses to all the ends of the earth. This was a groundbreaking statement. Not sure they fully understood at the time they were called to reach Gentiles all over the world with the message of Jesus. It seems even Peter, as the leader of the early church, needed more clarification on this or an eventual nudge in the right direction. For example, in Acts 10, it took a divine vision and an angelic visitation to help pave the way for the preaching of the gospel to the Gentiles. Now, it's interesting the progression of the book of Acts in chapters one through seven, that'll describe the gospel growing in Jerusalem. Chapters eight through 12 accounts the spreading of the gospel in Judea and Samaria. And then Acts 13 through 28 tells of the gospel going to the end of the earth. Continuing on here, verse nine, when he had said these things, as they were looking, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they were looking steadfastly into the sky as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white clothing, who also said, you men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who was received up from you into the sky will come back in the same way as you saw him going into the sky Jesus, he left from the Mount of Olives and he'll return in a similar manner someday. Luke 21, 27 says that Jesus will return in a cloud with power and great glory. All right, moving on, starting in verse 12 of Acts 1. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they had come in, they went up into the upper room where they were staying that is Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these with one accord continued steadfastly in prayer and supplication, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. Now they were all in one accord. I don't know if that was a Honda or what, but okay, that was bad. <laughs> Moving on. So the disciples here, they're together and in unity and prayer while they're hanging out verses 15 to 26 describe how peter initiated an undertaking to replace judas the 12th disciple who had betrayed jesus and committed suicide according to revelation 21 14 the foundations for the walls of the heavenly jerusalem have inscribed on them the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb so it seems the office of apostleship in the early church regarding jesus hand-picked messengers and ambassadors was to be limited to 12 people. Now there's a sense in which others were also called apostles in the book of Acts, like Barnabas and Timothy, for example. They were messengers for the gospel. But it also seems there was a particular office of apostleship in the early church delegated and limited to 12 people. We know Peter was often proactive, which can be a good thing for sure for a leader, but not always. Remember when Jesus was transfigured and Moses and Elijah appeared? Peter right away offered to build three tabernacles for them. But while Peter was still talking, God kind of interrupts him to say about Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased listen to him. Or maybe a more crude way of putting it would have been to say, shut up, Peter, listen to Jesus. Or another time in Peter's ignorant zeal, 
Remember when he rebuked Jesus because Jesus had said the cross awaited him? Peter said, this shall never happen to you. But Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Is it possible Peter could have also been acting presumptuously here in Acts chapter 1 when he sought to find an apostolic replacement for Judas? Uh, Some argue he may have been, others disagree. Now Peter notes from the prophetic Psalms that a replacement to Jesus' betrayer would be needed. It says, let another take his office. So based on that, Peter says, of the men therefore who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day that he was received up from us, to these one must become a witness with us of his resurrection. They put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. They prayed and said, You, Lord, know the hearts of all men. Show which one of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas fell away that he might go to his own place. They drew lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was counted with the 11 apostles. All right, so the question I have is, was Peter maybe too proactive here? Was he maybe acting presumptuously? Was he perhaps somewhat overzealous and ignorant? Or was he being led by God's Spirit in moving forward with this matter? Although remember, they were all to wait on the Holy Spirit, but according to Acts 1.8, It can be argued the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon them and wouldn't until Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost. Remember Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In this matter, did Peter have in mind the things of men rather than the things of God? Was God requiring for them to pick two options for him to then select? Were they truly leaving the matter up to God entirely in regards to selecting a replacement for Judas? And regarding that replacement, what were the parameters supposed to be according to God's will and standard, and not according to man's choice? For example, one could make a strong argument that Paul was God's choice to be Judas' replacement as an apostle of the Lamb. One could argue perhaps Paul's name will be one of the twelve names inscribed on the foundations of the wall of the New Jerusalem and not Matthias. If this is to be the case, then were Peter's parameters for selection perhaps somewhat flawed? For example, Paul hadn't been with the other disciples from the beginning of John's baptism until the present. And yet Paul calls himself an apostle, not from men or through man, but through Jesus Christ, and one to whom Jesus had appeared as to one untimely born. Now, if Peter did make a mistake here, I want to note, it wasn't the end of the world. There's grace in Christ. If Peter messed up, God certainly course-corrected it by choosing Paul in his timing and in his way. In this book of Acts, we're going to examine many events that took place, and in these accounts, it's perhaps good to consider that many things are descriptive, but maybe not everything is prescriptive. With God's help, may we discern the differences. In other words, let's take a step back and remember God is working with and through flawed people. Acts is an account of the early church's growth in Christ, And yet through these accounts, we'll see God at work and glorified for sure. We'll learn lessons to be applied in our own lives. All right, so in the event that Peter was actually acting presumptuously here in Acts 1, when he sought to find an apostolic replacement for Judas, 
What then could we learn from that? What would be a parallel application for us? Ever made a decision hastily without waiting on the Lord and the leading of His Spirit? Ever limit God to two choices when neither of them are part of His divine will and plan? God, which of these two people should I marry? Well, what if God's answer was to be uh, none of them? Which of these uh, two second homes should I buy God? What if God's answer was uh, none of them? In fact, what if his answer was, not only are you to not buy an extra home, but I want you to sell the home you have and go to a foreign land and be a witness for my name. Consider Saul's response when he encounters the risen Lord on the road to Damascus, who changed him in an instant. Saul's response, who is Paul, immediately asked Jesus, according to the New King James translation, Lord, what do you want me to do? Let's not partially drive the wheel and occasionally ask God to make a decision on a lane change or a particular exit here or there. No, let's get out of the driver's seat, hand the wheel completely over to Jesus and say, your will be done. Lord, what would you have me do? your soul hits, some will fall on the path and on the rocks, in the thorns and good soil. We plant and water the seed. Only God who gives the growth is anything. So don't be anxious about a thing. In supplication, make your request known to God. Oh, and His peace beyond understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. Someone understand the word that seed the devil takes some believe for a while when tried they fall away some are choked by the riches of this world some bear fruit and yield a hundredfold so don't be anxious about a thing in supplication Yeah.
That was Wait for the Lord from the Adams Road album, Great Commission.
That was Resurrection from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple. This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next week as we examine Acts chapter 2. Grace and peace be with you all.